Welcome to Our Stories. I'm your host, Hannah, and every episode we bring on a guest to tell a real story. Listener discretion is advised for this episode, as it contains depictions of suicide, self-harm, and verbal abuse. This episode, our guest is Jude. Hi! <laughs> Jude, what story are we hearing today? Uh, we're hearing about my life story. Before I was born, actually, my mom and dad had a son, and my great-aunt adopted him. So I have a full-blood brother. Believe it or not, Zora, my younger sister, is not my full-blood sister, even though we look exactly alike. My brother is a very short, very tan, curly-haired um, person <laughs> that looks nothing like me, but we're full-blood. I think it's really funny. So my parents gave him up for adoption to my great-aunt because they weren't capable of raising a kid at the time. So eventually they got married and I came along. I was born in a snowstorm, so my mom and dad kind of half killed themselves trying to get me to the hospital. Oh, no. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty bad. Actually, like, snow rolled onto their car from this mountain. It's really scary. When I was uh, two and a half, my parents got divorced. My mom said, hey, I need to quit drinking and things like that for our kid and my dad said well I'm going to continue to do what I'm going to do so he chose alcohol and drugs actually over me so my mom and I moved to Twin Falls with my great-grandparents which was really difficult because dad was there and then he wasn't yeah and it was a lot of nights of tears and I didn't quite understand what was happening and I never really got it until I reached about kindergarten so that was kind of difficult so this all happened when you were, like, really, really young? Yeah. It was, yeah, two and a half, and then we lived with my grandparents for a couple of years. Then I moved into a duplex with my great aunt, which was really fun. Actually, I would say this is the best time of my childhood. My mom, it was just us in this duplex, and we had this dog named Bacall, and all day, every day, we would just garden and have fun. And I loved that house. And then my mom started dating, <laughs> which didn't really pan out as well as she attended. She met my stepdad, and he had a daughter who was two years older than me. So eventually they got married, and the first year of their marriage was great. Eventually Zora came along, which is the best product of that marriage. And then eventually my stepdad turned extremely verbally abusive to me and my mom. He would always critique everything I did. So right off the bat, he's a narcissist and a manipulator. There's no doubt about that. He always criticized everything I did. I did the dishes wrong. I One time I cleaned his car even though he didn't ask and I cleaned it wrong. He would just always be frustrated that I wasn't getting good grades and I always had a hard time academically. And his daughter was Jesus. Could do no wrong. She was perfect in every way. Yeah. And so I mainly stayed with my friend and didn't talk to my stepdad, but I didn't realize that it was verbal abuse. That's what I thought love was, because my dad wasn't really around. So I thought that what I was doing was actually wrong. And he also verbally abused my mom, which was, uh, she was a stay-at-home mom after Zora, so she could spend time with her before Zora went to school. And he made a believe that, he made my mom believe that everything that was wrong was her fault, which was not the case. So that was pretty difficult. I have some trauma from that. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. I eventually, my dad came back into my life, and I would visit him every other weekend. He eventually got remarried, and she was a great stepmom, and I had a really fun time in my dad's house every other weekend until I realized how much he was drinking. It got pretty bad to the point where one time I counted... So he used to go to the sports bar all the time. 
that was family friendly, but it should have been. <laughs> and um, I'm about 10 in this scenario. And I, one time I counted that he had seven drinks of hard alcohol and then drove me home. Oh, well, that's extremely safe. Yeah, super safe. So one time in the summer, I think I was 11, I went to my stepmom's parents' house for fun. There were kids my age there. I just spent a couple weeks there. But I was so worried about being driven there, separation anxiety from my mom, how much they were drinking, and I didn't really know these people that well, so I was pretty scared. And so I called my mom when I was there, and she said, just tell them the truth, and maybe they can get your dad and your stepmom some help. So I told them the truth, and saying that they drink all the time, and it's getting to the point where they pass out in the house and things like that, and they're not supposed to be drinking when I'm at their house. And I guess my step-grandma totally believed me. She said, okay, not a problem. We can get you to your mom's, whatever you need. I understand that you're going through this. But then my dad and stepmom came to pick me up. And my step-grandma pulled out the rug from under me and said, you're lying. They're not doing this. You're not telling the truth. You're just seeking attention. It's because of your LDS ways that you're like this. And so I had to go back with my dad. So that was kind of difficult. And they were furious with me, saying that I lied and that I was deceitful and what my experiences weren't true and things like that. That must have been a struggle, like, yeah. trying to get people to believe you even though you knew that you were right and what they were saying wasn't exactly true. Yeah. Especially because I'm 11? Yeah. Fifth grade? It's Yeah, that was not a great time. Eventually my mom got divorced from my stepdad, which was really difficult because I really loved my stepsister and him, but he essentially kicked us out of the house. So we moved in with my grandpa, and Zora was having a really hard time. She was, I want to say four when that happened, so she can remember a lot more than me. And it was just, I'm living at my grandparents' house now. I'm in Twin Falls. I have barely met anybody, so I've been homeschooled until I came to Xavier. So basically all I had was my grandpa, and mom went to work every day early because she used to work as a surgical technician, so I took care of my little sister, kind of raised her, that's why she's so near and dear to my heart, but things eventually got better. My mental health was not great. I had extreme anxiety after the divorce, the second divorce, because my stepdad just kind of, it was, sorry. My stepdad was a... That was the first time that I experienced anxiety was in that was with him, and it's carried with me throughout my high school career. So eventually, my great-grandparents are very, very giving, and they built us a house. It's actually technically a guest house, but I um, live in that now, and I'm very, very grateful. And I got to design my room and things like that, and it was amazing. So it was 7th grade, the summer of 7th grade, so going into 8th grade. And like I said, all I had was my grandpa. On July 7th, 17, 12, 15 a.m., uh, he killed himself. And he was my best friend and kind of my only dad. Like your only support system, really, at this time. Yeah, because mom would have to go to work all the time. And if you've ever experienced mourning, it's... I wouldn't wish it on anyone, even my stepdad. There is nothing more painful. It feels like your soul is being sucked out. That was incredibly difficult, and after that, my anxiety and depression skyrocketed. I was so anxious, I was having two to three panic attacks a week. 
I was failing my science class. I was having the most difficult time trying to talk to my mom because she just lost her dad. Zora didn't know what was going on, didn't really have friends. So like I said, I can't really talk to my mom because she was just out with the death of her dad and she's trying to be there for me, but she also had to work. And Zora's too young to understand death. She has no idea what's going on. So I went to school. I tried to, I told some people, but they didn't understand. Uh, no one can really understand unless you've actually dealt with death. And something so as that, it's always going to be traumatic. But my grades were declining. My science grade was awful. This was eighth grade, so by the end of the year, I didn't go to eighth grade graduation because I didn't graduate eighth grade at the time. I had to do summer school and retake that class. Eventually, I graduated eighth grade, but the loss just kept weighing on me. My anxiety grew, so did my depression, to the point where I was completely numb. So in ninth grade, during spirit week, I told my doctor I thought it would be best if I went to a mental institution because I was so numb that I was worried that I was going to kill myself. And I have really bad separation anxiety from my mom, so it was extremely difficult, and Zora had no idea where I was. So I went to the mental institution at the behavioral health clinic in Idaho Falls. Met some crazy people there. I never really understood when people will try to commit suicide, I don't understand why they would try to make it more painful because they're already in so much pain. So... I met a guy who drank a gallon of gasoline and it didn't work, so he was there. Another kid beat up his dad because his dad was beating up his sister. Some people were there for multiple personality disorder. The food there was great, way better than Xavier food. Um, so I went to my physician, hey, I'm here because I'm completely numb and I'm worried that I'm going to kill myself because I don't feel anything. Not even the love of my little sister was getting me through this time. He goes, well, we don't really deal with people who are numb. So I was there for three days and just wasted my time. So I went home, and I got intensive therapy. If you need a therapist, Crosspoint Family Services provides. You're so good. And I got on some medication, and I always made the joke that uh, I wasn't going to make it to graduation. And I always heard people, like, be careful what you joke about, because eventually it's going to come true if you, like, keep saying bad things about yourself. It's true. That's completely true. I was doing pretty well with my anxiety and depression. I was stable, I was having fun. My grades were doing okay. And then October of senior year, I realized I'm graduating and I don't have any plans. And I really didn't think I was gonna make it past graduation. I didn't think that I was gonna be sitting here in 12th grade. I thought that I would be long gone by now and I wouldn't have to worry about it. So I had a huge panic attack and a huge depressive suicidal episode because I didn't know what to do. I, I wasn't going to make it past... Anyway, I um, went back into therapy, and so I'm not really worried about where I'm going to go to college or anything like that. I'm going to take it a day at a time like my therapist told me because at least I'm graduating. I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think I was going to be here. I think it's a miracle that I'm graduating and doing... And I'm stable. After I graduate, I'm going to take a semester off to get money. Then for the spring semester, I'm going to get my generals done, and then I'm going to go to San Francisco because they offered me an interior design program for the Academy of Art. But if plans change, plans change. I'm not too worried about it because at least I'm here, my sister is healthy, my family is healthy, and I'm stable and I'm doing well. And you survived. I survived. <laughs> if you're listening in, thank you for joining us, and stay tuned for another episode of Our Stories.
Thank you all, and I'll see you in the next episode.